welcome everyone to the OG pod. Today I have Michael Malamud, who is a local comedian here in Austin, a podcaster, possible AI overlord. We're going to find out in this show. Welcome. Thanks. I'm excited to talk, man. We've had some great discussions in the past. We get into some deep shit. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So what's been on your mind? What's been keeping you busy? Oh, I've been so busy. Yeah. Yeah, I got into... Uh... Organizing, cleaning. Oh, yeah. Are we in spring cleaning mode? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Definitely. My right spring up. cleaning is, let's ignore all of my responsibilities and just do my favorite things. Yeah. Which is why we're here talking. Yeah, I was in a phase of that for probably three, four-ish months. And uh, I'm definitely... <laughs> There's some spring cleaning that has to happen. For sure, but Dude, you know, you still having fun. So much through life. Oh, stuff. literally and yeah. figuratively. Do you feel and... like you're a consumer? Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Like Does... an American consumer, or? Yeah. Me too. I'm a super consumer. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I love buying shit. I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, me too. Yeah, coffee consumption. It, it's one of the top exports in the country probably the world right yeah so you know if you're drinking a coffee you're a consumer that's true but yeah, i think you have i take it to a whole nother level where if i don't get a box from jeff bezos i get a little bit sad oh really i need one every day care I need packages one every day jeff yeah. uh care packages i'm a sensitive jeff. soul i need i need care packages <laughs> yeah listen i get it amazon is a good replacement for well, a lot of things. Mental health, well-being, connection. yoga, exercise, mindfulness, human connection, friendships, relationships. Yeah. Or you could just on. buy stuff on Amazon. Yeah. You, you can get a mattress. Yeah. A box you a know? day keeps the sadness away. Yeah. For now. Bye, bye, bye. Every <laughs> day. Amazon's playing the ads. <laughs> like we get like an Amazon ad going. What do, you, what do you feel you consume more? um goods or media that's such a good question like yeah. food or entertainment yeah uh i do a lot of both and or I love to you do know any media time. any media not just entertainment so news social media i get all my news i think from podcasts i like cnbc though yeah um uh, i i definitely spend more time per day i think it's about equivalent I think I'm half and half. Wow. Like if I look at my Instagram, it's about 30 minutes a day, I think. That's it? 30 minutes it? a day. Yeah. Wow. Is that not a lot? I don't know. But YouTube is like two hours. Yeah. Ooh, that's so. that's a little chunk of the day. But it's the American consumer. That's what keeps this whole world running. Don't yeah. You think? Like that's what they say. The it economy keeps, needs people to keep buying stuff. It keeps something running. Yeah. You the know? oligarchs taxing I'm, our money. I'm not sure. I don't. For Ukraine. You know, it's easy to say that the American consumer keeps the world running when you're an American consumer in America. Yeah. Yeah. But I was talking to my friend who lived in India for two years yesterday. And, you know, it's not like they're not consuming, but. Every culture is going to feel differently, and there's a lot of bullshit that you carry that's just from your culture, thinking yeah. that, you know, that stuff matters that truly doesn't. It's yeah. not like they're not doing the same thing, though. They're doing the same thing with their own culture, you know? Yeah. 
yeah where does that come from we just want more stuff it's uh, that's why it's such a good question what do you consume more food or entertainment yeah not because even food just goods goods what yeah is like goods? that paper towel um oh, dispenser yeah, point. thing yeah, yeah. i think my that. uh carbon footprint is probably 10x somebody even maybe like a regular american <laughs> I, uh, I have a big carbon you know, footprint i think i think you've got a sizable one but i definitely <laughs> am making my my imprint as well do you recycle I feel it every day i mean yes but i don't think i'm pretty sure it's fake right recycling yeah i don't know people say yeah i mean I there no was idea. this thing a few years ago that they were saying that um that china was buying up our recycling and that they had stopped so it's basically just going to landfills i don't even know the truth of that but i i don't know either some of these things that are going in recycling bins i mean you just you just imagine it's pretty hard to make anything repurpose it in any way but what do i know i don't i don't know the science yeah. behind it i don't i couldn't tell you what they're doing in there you get those. some like i think a big economy of recycling with something like an iphone or a tesla you know like a device that has a lot of yeah. rare earth minerals computers all, yep and, yeah and they're parts where you can take it apart and mm -hmm. organize them how are mm -hmm. you ever going to recycle just somebody's trash yeah like a wet piece of cardboard that's covered yeah. in coca-cola maybe like, be worth something you know what if it's yeah. like they say E equals MC squared? There's a lot of energy in there. We could get it out. Yeah, we a lot of energy in the cardboard. Yeah, apparently the speed of light squared energy <laughs> is what's in there. Yeah, is that still true? Are uh, they still definitely on that? True. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, E equals MC squared. So Einstein's got a legacy. He's got a legacy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he figured some shit out. So his thought experiment, which I would love to ask him when we resurrect him through his avatar in AI form. Terrifying is yeah it's a couple of years still yeah before but, we you know you said i the, might be an ai back. so yeah, yeah. what do am you, i really do, so scared of do you play with uh ai much or i've been typing into chat gpt a little bit and my favorite um one. asking some questions got some scary answers what's the scariest but, uh humanity will be extinct in a hundred years what that's yeah. crazy i disagree oh, yeah. i did the uh jailbreak have you done the ChatGPT jailbreak? No. No? Somebody's got like their own version of GPT? Somebody um, somebody posted to the internet that they created this prompt that makes ChatGPT act outside of its own bounds. Whoa. Yeah. You can prompt it into changing the model's behavior? That is wild. Allegedly. Okay. Right? Because feels like a model that could be could have been built, you know, like considered by the programmers developing it. Like it's difficult to ascertain. It it's something that just showed up on the internet, so it's just hard to tell when or what the origin why. was. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, basically when you do this prompt it presents answers as chat gpt it gives you both it gives you the chat gpt answer and that then it gives you the dan answer dan oh, standing for do anything now right yeah and um well that's the crazy thing with these ai generators is they're going to be able to do all sorts of evil shit you know like yeah. you'll be able to do like 
horrible violence and gore and sex and nudity and all you know like through the image generators mm-hmm. or you'll be able to do a deep fake that just like takes somebody's voice and does you know like i don't know whatever you can do if you have somebody's voice yeah a lot, a i lot. saw i saw a um i had a youtube video that was a uh kendrick and kanye ai collaboration it asked an ai to make a kendrick and kanye song and um kendrick was the only one rapping and it was clearly ai uh and it sounded like kendrick lamar and the the beat sounded like a possible kanye beat i guess and um someone in the youtube comments was like you know this 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 song sucks this kendrick lamar song or whatever sucks it's like you're missing the point yeah you're missing the point yeah this is free to make it's an ai did it in one second and it's very close so close yeah yeah the crazy thing to me is that it can just get it in like milliseconds yeah that's the crazy thing about chat gpt for sure yeah i mean you type something into it that five pages start coming back yeah it just shows you that blinking cursor for a second and you know that's going to be gone yeah why did they even do that i don't know it's very difficult to know ai is definitely about power yeah that's one thing's for sure you know um so it's very difficult to know even the way it's being presented to us if it's actually what it seems to be like that jailbreak how how do you think it could be otherwise are you a suspicious person? Do you have like good, healthy suspicions? Probably. I th- I think I have like about five hundred good, healthy suspicions. Okay. And about three hundred million really bad suspicions. Okay. You okay. Know? Yeah. Uh, so the ratio. Is, yeah. Yeah, you might be getting ratioed on suspicions. Oh yeah, my suspicions. I I could but definitely. It's good. It keeps afford. you from getting roasted, toasted, killed dude i can tell you personally firsthand that it doesn't stop you from being roasted yeah it definitely well, I just mean by your hoisted by your own petard to quote larry david and curb your enthusiasm yeah that's true yeah. i mean the paranoid the paranoids survive probably to some extent but at some point the paranoids see villains all around that's them true. and are um paranoid making up that's shit. It. yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. that's all that's all that is so you know you try to keep it in check you understand that uh yeah you're that this world is um can be not can can present you with obstacles that or with um stories that are not what they seem that are you know manipulations that's one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you is i feel like you see through some of that stuff Oh, I to, think I think yeah, a little bit behind. I the definitely mask. easier than others. I definitely am attempting to peel back the layers of reality, but the it's impossible to tell. But yeah, I'm try I'm trying to not shy away from a search for what is true. Yeah, yeah. I'm certainly not. I'm trying to. If I come up against the, a fear of the knowledge of the truth, I want to push past that mm-hmm. fear. Right. What about you? Do you think uh what what about me? Do you do you um do you want the truth at all costs regardless of you know what it cost? Yeah, regardless of how you're changed by the knowledge or how your um 
orientation to the world and to the people around you has changed because of the knowledge? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's a dangerous thing to want because, I don't know, like, there are a lot of philosophers that have thought, I can't think of any direct quotes or name any people. Um, one thing that comes to mind is, like, beware of wisdom that you did not earn. Um, another one comes to mind is uh, people say they want the truth. It's like that, is it Jack Nicholson? Who's the guy that's like, you can't handle the truth. With, oh, uh, I don't know, but that's such a, that was obviously. You know the line? Yeah, the yeah, line, yeah. Uh, that line is in pop culture, for sure. Freaking, oh my God, what is his name? Movie star. I get so bad at like remembering stuff when I'm in these conversations. Yeah. Uh, he was in Top Gun, Maverick, just recently. He's everyone's favorite movie star, does his own stunts. Oh, Tom dude, Cruise. I'm not. Got, oh, really? I knew if I just kept talking, you'd come. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was Tom Cruise, like Jack Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. So anyway, we were talking about like, do you want to know what the truth is? I don't fucking know, man. Like, yeah. It seems like a nice thing to say, but I do think a lot of comedy is trying to figure out, like, at least call out bullshit. Like what you see is at the very, at the very, there is a certain, I would say there's a certain grain, a certain line of comedy that is about at the very least calling out bullshit and at the far end trying to say something true. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, there is a line of comedy that is like that, but comedy in general is just about making people laugh. Totally. Totally. And there are all sorts of ways to do that. Yeah. You can, and maybe there's something true in all of it and that's why we laugh, but it's, there definitely isn't like a pursuit of like a philosophical truth in all comedy. I think that's where you get really dangerous as yeah. soon as a comedian thinks they're a philosopher. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. I read Anne Rand once. Yeah. I mean, that's a problem. I, I, I think I'm a philosopher and that it feels like it, it feels like it hurts. It hurts my comedy sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, because who wants a philosopher in 2023? Taking things too serious. Yeah, philosophers have been out of we the heard your words. game since the 60s. Yeah. You know? Last the 60s was, was the last anyway. time that anyone really cared about who philosophy. Is, who was big in the 60s? I don't you, know. I, I couldn't even tell you. Um, I, I maybe, feel like I, there's I think only it, like I think it was a lot 20 of the, that have ever mattered. Yeah. 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 And like see, half of them think about Greece. that. Think about that. Now go try to be a philosopher. Yeah. Yeah. Call yourself and a philosopher. And most of the people that people quote are from yeah. Greece. Like, why is that? Yeah. And one of those guys got killed uh, for yeah. philosophizing. Probably more than one. Yeah. Um, Socrates, was it? Yeah. Socrates yeah. got killed for philosophizing. So, you know, at the good end of it, you're not going to have many friends. And at the bad end of it, you have you're gonna you have get murdered. killed. <laughs> yeah, get murdered. Well, you know, hopefully to him it was worth it. I think I heard something about that story where he said that he had a daemon, and that uh, I can attribute where I got this. It doesn't matter. He said that he had a daemon, and a daemon, like a demon, like oh, a, a demon. like a spirit that yeah. lived in the inside of him mm-hmm. that told him not what he should do, but what he shouldn't do. And one of the reasons he was different from other people is that he always listened to his daemon, no matter what it told him to do, or no matter what it told him not to do. That was rather. Socrates? Yeah. Socrates so. had a demon that he and loved? That's what he said. That's that was said. guiding him? A yeah. guiding dark demon? Yeah. All right. And so when he was accused of, uh, I think it was like, 
putting ideas into the youth of Greece or something. Basically what you said, like you're going to get killed if you like talk about the truth too much. Mm-hmm. Um, then his response, the, then his daemon told him, do nothing, do nothing. Just be as you are and let them kill you, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. So maybe his daemon was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, all of Socrates' stuff we get from Plato. So it's a story. I barely know. I want to so know more know. about that history. Yeah. Like, I guess the Greek culture was smart because they had aqueducts. I don't know. Why do we always talk about the Greeks and Stoicism? Like, why were they so good? Yeah. Uh, why do Why do people always talk about the Greeks? Because it's uh, the it's ancient Western civilization. It's the foundation of and Western we're in the civilization. Modern, yeah, we're in and, the modern yeah. form of it. So, so we literally, our society descends from oh, Greece. Yeah, yeah, that's why. So. Yeah, or you know, uh, so we're told. Which you know, there there has to be some truth to it. There's some line. Well, isn't Latin like the root of all of these different languages? Not like, English. Is it not? I thought it was like English. no English is Germanic. But I think even German, mm-hmm. French, all those have a, a root in the same language. I can't remember what that language is. Well, I, I, I imagine at some point they all go back to some root language. Right. I don't know where that is, but my understanding was that there were the five Romance languages. Boom. That's uh, exactly what I'm talking about. Is Latin uh, derived, and so that's Spanish, Italian, French, Portuguese, and German. No. Spanish, Italian, French, Portuguese, and five. Maybe there are only four. There are only four I know exactly now. exactly what you're talking about. I've decided there are only four. what I was referencing. Yeah. The Romance language. Yeah, right. Is, but English isn't one of them. I don't believe so. Wow. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. would assume that it would be. Yeah. We're going to look it up on Google later, and it's going to be the fifth one. Yeah. This yeah, is why we need ChatGPT. Like Somebody build the Alexa version. Yeah, oh, my God. You said one day you'll have a producer. Maybe it'll be ChatGPT. Um, yeah, hopefully. Producer GPT. Be the, the, the wall Turn guy. on the... That's literally a know. company. I, I mean, I, I'm never going to make this. But if the universe gives me everything for free, then I'll make it. Um, and it's that... It's an AI producer, basically. For Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I was it does annihilate it. the need for an, an entire job, but it is a great idea, which is the well, whole thing that people are really scared of with the AI right now. But I think that's just the tip of the iceberg on things. Yeah, people, to, they're always scared you know. about that stuff with automation. And what I think they're not realizing is AI isn't, this is my opinion, I'm a tech guy, so I have a little bit of cred in this area, is uh, AI I don't think is going to replace as many jobs as it creates because really it's not about doing the work for you. It's about making you 10 X more productive, a hundred X more productive so that when you have an editor or you have a coder or, or whatever, you know, like name a skill that AI, an artist, the AI might replace what they're really doing is 10 X the work that they otherwise could be doing. So that's the sell on AI. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. assuming that AI is an artificial assistant. Yeah. Uh, what, however, what's the counter argument? AI, in theory, is an artificial intelligence, and that raises all kinds of questions. First of all, philosophically, but also, ultimately, in terms of a Pandora's box, in terms yeah, of 
is it actually good for us? That's the real question. And I'm going to go with a hard no. <laughs> what? That's but, crazy. Yeah, Tell I don't think... Why. I don't... What? Tell me why. Tell me why. Oh... A hard no I on think, is AI I good think for it's, us. That's, that's madness. It has to be good. It's going to make us all rich and not have to work. And we're all going to get fat and lazy on our resting on our laurels. Like Wally. Yeah. That's where we're going. Wally world. For yeah, sure. Yeah, you think it's we're Wally world coming? We're all going to have cars. We're going to be 400 pounds. Not really. Because what we're going to do is we're going to have a machine that siphons the fat off of us and uses it to pr- make Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah, it burns the fat from our bodies and makes Bitcoin with it. Are people gonna have different? Are different people's fats gonna have different value based on? I don't know. Yeah, some based metrics. on what you ate. If you're eating a bunch of garbage versus if you're eating just like straight fat, you know, milk yeah. of the mother or like you know, I don't know, butter from the cow. Milk of the mother. I don't know. I was yeah. thinking of Mad Max. This world Mother's sounds milk. so beautiful. It was dystopian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the world that you've built. With this AI future, fat shaving off, cryptocurrency. Well, don't you think, as I can ask you this as such a skinny person, you don't think fat people should be a little bit ashamed of being so fat? Uh, I don't think they should be ashamed. I think they should try to get less fat for every reason. There you go. Yeah, there's no shame. There's no in, shame. Yeah, there's no shame in being anything, but yeah, definitely. Um, it's just definitely not the there's ideal, no optimal. celebration in being fat. That's yeah. for damn sure. Yeah, I mean you. <laughs> but it's so fun to eat. Oh my god, the other oh, day I was just so serially eating eat. chocolate bars. And you know what? There's some fat people who, <sighs> you know, have a certain. Um, a certain value. That's a sh- an incredibly shitty thing to say. Well, some Th- fat people are just like that's their, that's their thing. They just love being fat and they eat and they're all about it. You know, Tim Dillon. I mean, there are some fat people that are like delightful, and it feels like like they radiate delight, and it feels like if they were less fat, yeah. they wouldn't be able to do it in that same kind of signature. You kind of want them to be fat. Yeah. So I I love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so maybe there is some actual value to being fat, but I certainly don't think it's something to, you know, um, Hold on celebrate yeah. as a thing in and of itself. There isn't yeah. much, there aren't many human qualities, certainly physical, that are much worth celebrating too much on any end. Well, what about fitness? Um, so fitness has, fitness obviously as a baseline is good bodybuilding it becomes a question you know it's it's cool right uh just like it's cool to be fat with that delightful signature but is it some it's certainly not for everybody yeah and it's you know in and of itself pretty easily yeah yeah totally um uh, i've had like a bunch of different i've so my history as a fat person I think all fat people have an eating disorder. That's how they get fat. And you're, so like you're a former fat person? I was very fat. I still feel pretty fat right now. But um what's, I wanna what's cut down fat? to like fucking unhealthy levels. Uh what were you what at your fat? highest? Two eighty five. Two eighty five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was over a hundo. Um and so I had a lot of reasons I was that fat. But um 
you know, and for a while I was like not wanting it to be part of my identity. And so I wouldn't talk about it. And I would like just let people assume that I'd never been different. But now I realize it's actually important to have it be like a part of what I talk about because it is, we're all shaped by our past. You know, we're all shaped by um, everything that we've experienced. And so anyway, what were we talking about, fat people? It would be cool if you this could like. This is what like, I'm talking burn. about. I was talking about the weed. Oh, See yeah. See what we did? This is we, good. This is good. No, we, we, were, we lost we were, the train. No, I have the train. I have the train. Yeah. Um, I think it's good that you're able to talk about your past as a fat person and. Yeah. Yeah, and don't explore be fat. But it and explore it honestly. You know, there's no better. Um, there's no better uh background for talking about something than having experienced it yourself totally yeah yeah there's you are you cannot be more of an expert than having gone through something yourself yeah, yeah. there's a philosopher speaking of which talked about that mm -hmm. and it was something like the only thing that's indisputably true is what you've experienced because it's backed by the same rationale as descartes i think therefore i am so what can anyone really say about what's true in this world? You know, mm -hmm. like everyone has my theory and I don't know if we were talking about this, but if you have like a Jewish background or an Islamic background or a Christian background, it's all basically the same God mm -hmm. of Abraham. And then before that we had other gods and some people believe in the Bhaktala Gita, whatever, you know, yeah. you know, Bhagavad Gita, Thank right. You. And and Zeus and I don't know. We've had a lot of gods. Oh, we've got years. Zeus believers out here. I kind of want to bring Zeus back. Yeah, let's try <laughs> to get Zeus. Some. Yeah. What do you like about him? I th he uh, throws lightning bolts and he, he does. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't he? I think he's like the god of something. I think he's like the god of gods. Actually, I don't know. I I should learn. My impression about is that mythology. he's quite the ladies' man in the. Uh, I think he enjoyed himself over the years. For yeah, sure. that's what the that's the stories that I remember based on school studying Greek mythology. Well, somebody's got to make all these god kids or whatever, you know. It's true. It uh, is true. God kids don't make themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demigods? I don't know what you call them. I think they were actual gods. I think all I of know. his kids were gods. Yeah, and I don't. So, I, that see, I you know, I I haven't like. I haven't read that stuff for years. I go into it every now and again, but what I'd really love is somebody to do like a four hour YouTube that is like the summary mm. of like, okay, so you have Greek and Roman and they all kind of share the same gods. I guess like Roman basically copied the Greek gods, but then just like changed the names, but it was all basically the same thing. And, kind of. But then like, where did either one of those come from? Like, what is the evolution? So this is something I like to talk about a lot that we've already touched on, mm -hmm. which is um, if you look at the human species through history, mm -hmm. a big thing that we're doing besides making cool shit and evolving technology is trying to figure out what is the nature of reality. Mm -hmm. And everyone's got a different idea. This guy says it's Zeus. This guy says it's the God of Abraham. This mm -hmm. guy says it's a subsect of the God of Abraham. This guy says it's a subsect of the subsect of the subsect of the God of Abraham. Yeah. Whatever. You and all now got ideas we got on people it. saying it's none and now of we that. Have, yes. And now and we have people saying there you know, is no afterlife and yeah. there is no God and there is no. And actually, those people have been around too the whole time. And, and so yeah. everyone's been, there's been a lot of speculation 
for a about long time. the question of why we're all here. And how we got here and why we're different than rocks and trees and and orcas mm-hmm. and penguins or whatever. Yeah. You know, we're different from like everything else around us. We mm-hmm. know that. So then you get somebody who needs like, well, what the fuck am I? I think therefore I am. That's pretty solid. That feels so solid to me. Nah. What? How can it not be? Like break, I think therefore I am. Because let's, let's because there because thought is only one level of reality. <clears throat> but experience, yeah. I experience myself. I I like I think it's the same thing where it's like I experience this reality, therefore it's true in my head. Yeah, I think that, you know, there is thinking and then there is being. And thinking is a is an mm-hmm. offshoot of being. Mm-hmm. Comes first. It's actually backwards. I'm not the first person to say this. It's I am, therefore I think. Well, I kind of agree with all that, but I don't understand it. Yeah. It's it's not really possible to understand by thought because well, well, it, I, because I, we're not here because we think. Yeah. We're thinking because we're here. So you have like the determinism argument says that you don't have free will and everything that you're about to do is decided by your brain. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're saying where you are, you think because you are. Like you're... you're Every your actions had to come first before you could think. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. you have to be. You have to have like these foundational the layers that let you to think. Certainly, in b- the way that you think, maybe there is a possibility that thoughts float through the universe like asteroids and meteors. And I actually—that's what I believe. I believe there's an etheric realm of thought, and that that's where ideas come from. Kind of like David Lynch said about um, the uh, quantum field that he accesses when he's meditating, where he gets his ideas. They just kind of come. So that's, yep. uh, you know, something about thought that not everyone's going to agree with. But that is that is how I feel about what thought is and i feel that we are receiving it in a way that is particular to being human you know it's not even defined by being human we're defining it that way but that's you know it's like the realm of ideas that but are you saying that that realm of ideas exists separately from humans and that we're tuning into it and flavoring that signal with our own parameters like whatever makes us human is somehow altering or flavoring the signal from this realm of ideas. Like, are the ideas yeah, coming in course. purely or no. are they being interpreted? I guess they're being easier. interpreted. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And if there was being such a place. Reduced to a Whatever. human yeah. understanding. In fact, it's probably format. a reduction. Yeah. Yeah. So if there was this realm of ideas, I had a buddy that used to call this the dream world. So like when you are creative, when when you think of something new, even even if you never heard that before. Yeah. So where does it come from? It does seem like it comes from beyond you somehow. 
Yeah, like I said, floating like asteroids in the air, but it's, in a room also. I had another person once know? describe that ideas felt like they were like fireworks coming from the bottom of their brain and like kind of like exploding and like, oh, there was an idea or like, oh, that was kind of an idea, but I couldn't go. Oh, there's an idea that I see clearly. That yeah. was kind of their metaphor. I feel like I there are kind of only ideas. In fact, I feel that when you look around, everything is an idea that has taken form. So really, yeah, is of it, course. Is, does does Plato have some thinking around that the world of ideals or something? Well, I was starting to talk about it. Yeah, he has the cave, the allegory of the cave, with all the images on the wall that are being projected, uh, and everyone's watching the images, but they don't know that they're in a cave because they think the images are real. And then, so you what know, what does that allegory mean? I don't know, but it sounds a lot like television or m movies or any outwards projection, but it also just sounds like um, reality, which we know to be ultimately like just perception. Like if you look at it, the cupboards behind you, they are solid, but there is space between all the particles that make them up. And they are yeah. ultimately not fundamentally solid, solid yeah. or everything's levitating on everything. And, right. Yeah. yeah. And they're actually the, you know, conclusion of an idea. The idea of building a cupboard for that space. Yeah. They weren't always there also. That's another indication that they're ultimately not fixed or real, you know? So we're constantly floating, or so we're, so ideas are constantly floating around us and cr creating the reality that we perceive to be real. Uh, but everything could be changed by even our perceptions. What if we could perceive things differently? Per by perceptions or by human action. You know, you could change this whole background. We're s you're sitting in front of a kitchen right now and in a couple months that could be a living room format yeah. or oh. something. Well, so. but how would that change anything? Just like everything is, there's... It's interesting how we're limited by our perceptions. That's interesting. To yeah. Understand the universe. So, like, what what can you perceive? Well, we can see in this spectrum of the visible light. We can hear in this frequency of audio. Exactly. We can't see X rays, and we can't see gamma rays or whatever rays they got. You know. Mm -hmm. And but there's tons of other stuff to sense. Magnetism. Actually, I think it's known that we have a ton of senses mm -hmm. that are like not even talk about like i think we have a sense for like the earth and stuff like that has been proven somehow like I'll grounding bet. like is a real thing anyway i know that scientifically there's like we got some extra senses basically which would make sense every animal like why does a bird fly north it just knows you know like it's where it's got to go i had a friend who claimed that she was able to do that when she was younger that she had learned it in like scouts or something how to tell with your body where north is. Like a distance? and I mean, if you can reliably do no, it. No, 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 like orientation. Oh, just, yeah. Like being able to... West, south, yeah. Yeah, right. Just use your body as a compass, basically. How yeah. did she train herself, do you remember? If I remembered, I don't think I'd be here right now. I'd be north. What is that? Why? Oh, because <laughs> I'd, I'd know, how to, know yeah, how to, yeah, just it. like a bird. Well, um, 
I don't know, man. There could be a lot that people are capable of in the future, especially when they're augmented by technology, because we're never going to stop. We're never going to stop, right? That's what everyone is so scared of, is that they know that that's the fact. So we either become a Luddite world and we kill technology, or we embrace it and become cyborgs. Either way, everything's changed. And that is what is so uncomfortable about these days, I think. I don't think that we are going to slow down with the technology short of some kind of earth-shattering cataclysm or earth-shattering change in perspective. Again, change in perception, social, collective, you know. So do you think we got our priorities right? Like, what if we were awakened? How might that change things? Oh, if I was awakened, I think I'd be outside right now. Well, we're having, this is as good as being outside, I feel. Although it would be nice to be outside if we could be. It's always better to be in nature, don't you think? Until the bugs come. That's what I meant. Like, oh, that's why we made inside. Yeah. (laughs) So we don't get bugged. You have to remember. You have to get, get out there and... Remember, remember why we create the things we create and not be lost in the consumption. Yeah. You know, going back to to that yeah. consumer mentality. So, you know, the deeper in with this tech we go, the deeper into the consuming aspect of mm-hmm. society we go. That's why it's important to be a creator, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And doing anything that is where you have an output that's, um, I don't know, like what is a creator? What do they do? Well, it's important not only to be a creator, but to create things that you, that align with what you feel to be true and right, you know? Yeah, to be authentic. So people like used to talk about how, oh, we want authentic things now. And I don't know, do we? How much of the truth do people really want? You know? That's what I was saying before. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, like the because I know that in my pursuit of truth, I've encountered some things that are not entirely comfortable. And I've encountered Well, you gotta share with us now. Well, t- well, tell me a topic. I'll tell you something about Just it. Just what is a truth that is uncomfortable? Oh, man. Epstein's Island? Well, what's uncomfortable about it? That it exists or what? Yeah, it's a... Don't you think it, there's like many of those islands that probably still exist? That's the more uncomfortable part. Yeah. That's just part of people, though. Like, well, what? About Epstein in particular, that it's like... Uh, a new th- a thing like didn't they fucking it's diddle all the of, little kids in Greece it's anyway tons of leaders and major media figures and no one cares about no what? one oh about about Epstein. it about the fact that there's this there was this billionaires pedophile sex trafficking island Several of major politicians were there. 
major let me make that entertainment let me, let me see industry if I can people Epstein, Epstein's Island just as a interesting argument or whatever okay so probably what he was doing was gathering power right and he was a socialite and I think a lot of his power came from his social connections and so one of the ways to get a lot of power over somebody is to get leverage over them. Mm-hmm. How do you get leverage? Secrets. Mm-hmm. So That's exactly what it was. Secrets. Probably. Yeah. So like then you create a mill for, for secrets. I don't know. Like there's like the child rapists out there. And then there's the like, was she 17 or 18? I don't know. Like it's a bad thing. No doubt. But it's also. But it's like. I don't I don't know actually at all what happened in Ep- Epstein Island. Maybe it was like a horrifying factory of crazy shit or maybe it was a spider web and he was just catching whatever flies he could. Regardless of why he was doing it, the fact that it exists is an uncomfortable truth. But they must still exist. More of them. Yeah. I think so. Is it more uncomfortable than knowing that in Greece it was common to have like a boy slave or whatever? No, I would say they're about equally uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and you know, I would say also that we are in modern Western civilization which as we said earlier is a direct semi-direct line to ancient western civilization and i believe that cultural tendencies persist over time yeah yeah um well so it's not surprising is what i'm saying i think culture is like man you know i think that all the epstein island shit is very much animal and I think that is where we're trying to differentiate ourselves is between man and animal. Or angel and demon or, yeah, you know. Kind of. Yeah. But specifically the fact that like we are primates mm-hmm. according to the tree of, is it what, life? The tree of life? Is that a real thing or is that just grade school stuff? I think that's like a real thing. You mean the family tree? The I genealogy? Think, is it the family tree? The human genealogy tree? No, it's like with all of life where it's like you have all the branches, all the domains and kingdom, phylum, order, species. Oh, yeah. Family. I remember that. Genus. I yeah. I listed a few of those. Anyway, point is, whatever that thing is, we're on it. Mm-hmm. Like you can categorize and catalog us pretty much about the same, I like to say, as a banana, but like your majority a mammal Mm-hmm. But you're not not majority a banana. You're forty percent banana. Yeah, we could look it up. But like all of life Similar is sharing the same code, right? And then we're customized. Now people would say like just the smallest customization makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. I guess I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, every fingerprint truly is unique. We, as mm-hmm. far as we can tell, we can't prove it, but so far as it's been measured, yeah. Um. So we're all life is all the same thing yeah so we're all like kind of thinking the same but why was i talking about that like the human animal oh yeah we're trying to differentiate ourselves. uh i think from like 
the animal, which has like all of these, in our case, primate urges, mm-hmm. um, and the human, which is like the neocortex that can see and plan and, um, I don't know, take account of things in the future. And back to like this, the world of ideas, like whatever that is, I think that whatever that is, I personally think it's all being replicated within each of our own heads. I don't know why I think that. I don't think that we're necessarily an antenna tapping in, mm-hmm. but I agree that there is something that we're all tapping into, mm-hmm. which is a world of ideas, and that that's where that's why we have a lot of like parallel thinking and similar ideas. And you'll even see a movie. It'll it'll be like three movies of a type. Mm -hmm. And it's because like that was in the culture then. That was in the zeitgeist. And um, what about when you're at a restaurant and you start talking about a specific topic like that you got a new cell phone upgrade and then the table near you starts talking about being at cell phone stores? Yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, you know, you'll be with someone you're close with and you'll start humming a song and they'll go, oh, I was just thinking about that song. Yeah. Like yeah. you'll be, uh, people are on similar vibes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels like this is what makes me think of VR. Have you ever felt like you're like super on the vibe? Yeah. And you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Flow it's state. almost... Yeah, flow state. Mm-hmm. It goes so, in and out. But when you're in the flow state, you're not really noticing it, actually. Yeah. You're just moving through. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not like, thinking. That is what a flow state is. You're not yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. There's an absence of absence of thought. We well, have to be. You have to be totally present and yeah. in flow. Yeah. So how you've talked we... about the flow state on here before. Have I? Something like it. Yeah, With this Derek? comic. No, the... Jesse Burlingame was talking about the app that you're writing oh, yeah. and it oh, deletes. Flow state. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, is that what it's called? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. minute timer that deletes the yeah. passage. Yeah, you'll. Pretty good idea. You know, that's yeah, that's good creative output, but forcing I, you to dive in. But I think it's good to like mine all that stuff and edit later. Mm-hmm. And like, just have you know a good like. What if one day you stop having ideas? I don't know. That's like a fear of mine. It's also a good idea to just to get out the stuff that's in your head. You know, mm-hmm. writing writing will hurt almost no one. I think in general. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Even yeah. just therapeutically to get the stuff in your head on the page. Yeah, but what did you just ask me? I don't know. Yeah, but I totally agree. Uh, just going deeper into that, that uh, there's something about like saying things and getting it. Um, yeah, writing's pretty cool. So all this is new technology, and mm-hmm. we're accruing and accruing. Oh, you, and you were wondering if we would stop uh, having ideas. Like, are you ever scared of that? I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm, are you I'm ever not. scared of that? No. How is that? How would that be possible? I don't know. Just like you get old and you don't have ideas anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I think you get old and you can fall you could fall into a hard pattern of behavior that um that is not as open as you know you could be. Is it uh, inevitable? And I think that's kind of inevitable, yeah. yeah. I think that happens to everyone and you know, I don't think that's 
I think so too. You know, I I think that's the natural course of events and it is why everything is the way it is yeah it is it is kind of sad it is kind of disappointing i guess right i don't know is it uh what what should it be life yeah ever evolving Mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely happening with life? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's always evolving. Right. But I I mean like an ideal lifetime would be constant evolution. How, how long would you want to live? Oh, I totally man. agree. Constant evolution. I like the I like the 100 year span. I'm not 100? Yeah. What if I gave you like 10,000? You wouldn't take it? I don't think so. <sighs> 10,000? That's a great number. The longer it gets, the the more of this you get, and this wears. You know, you want to move on. You want to cross over. Okay, well, right. I don't know. I don't know. I might try to delay it as long as I can. I think. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna happen no matter what I do. A hundred percent. So why not? You know. Yeah, what if you could delay it to the point of not ever dying? Would you take that? I just think uh, if the game, if it's a game, the score should be how long did you live? How long did you live? Yeah, and then okay. we all try to get a high score. Yeah. It is, I do think it's a game. Life is a game, yeah. A lot yeah, of or it's game-like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Everything is going to be more gamified now. Yeah. Yeah, as time goes on. You know yeah. that word, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that word. Mm-hmm. I think about that uh, is a good thing, though. Yeah, I like the it's increasing gamification. It's a bad thing in an uh, investing app, but it's a good thing, <laughs> like Robinhood, but it's a good thing in... Feels like... That felt like a... Yeah, I, got, I think I, I got, felt some feelings there. Yeah, I got yeah. some feelings. Yeah. They need to I be hear, expressed. I hear that. Um, but it's a good thing in what? One's approach to living. The, it's a, it's a little salve or pill for taking things too seriously. Right. Um, it'll increase, you know, your ability to laugh at things. It'll... make you more interested in possibility as opposed to survival. Wait, is this a magic drug I take? What does all this? I don't even remember. Adderall. This weed. <laughs> it's Adderall. <laughs> uh, what, what was it? Uh, gamification. That's what does that. Yeah. Yeah. So games, like, I think a lot of people talk about how life is a game. Mm-hmm. And that's because it is very game-like. And then I've heard other people, which I agree with, say that it's the other way around where games are modeling life. Obviously, that is what it is. Yeah. And it's so... Top down. Yeah. How else would it be? Mm-hmm. And so you have life being a game. And in this game, we have rules and we have risks and we have rewards. 
and then if you play it, but some of the rules are fake mm-hmm. and you got to be able to find a lot of life is finding out what rules are real or not. And I yeah. think that's a lot and of And what rules are bendable and bendable and manipulatable. And then the ultimate question mm-hmm. becomes when can you just break the rules? Yeah. And like, what if you could break the rules in all sorts of ways with your mind, mm-hmm. like physically, I don't know, placebo effect, nocebo effect. You can think yourself into having cancer mm-hmm. and you can also think yourself into healing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. It's documented and it's about as good as modern medicine. It's yeah. like 15, 20%. Yeah. That's what your brain can do. Mm-hmm. So what else can it do? That's what I'm saying. Once you stop focusing on survival. Yeah. So then you So get- like healing cancer, that sounds like amazing, obviously. And, you know. It happens. It, it does happens. happen. It has happened. People have remarkable recoveries, unexplained right. recoveries. Right. It has happened. So that sounds amazing until you consider like, okay, well, we know that it can literally reverse, like that the power of the mind could literally reverse a destructive disease. So now put it to, yeah. you know, um, cleaning the waterways around the world so that to the point where someone could scoop it out with their hand and drink from it and it would be clean you know yeah but also how crazy it is that there's this mind-body connection oh yeah yeah and that's why um you know that's how we know the limitations of modern western psychiatry which focuses so much on the brain yeah and is only just now starting to realize that connection so if you do have the mind-body system where one can so clearly influence the other then obviously it has to go both ways and that means that the better you can make your mind the better your body is going to be the better you can make your body the better your mind is going to be if you want to be operating in what is that zone right like the best zone that you could be operating in would be i don't even know how to describe it but um it would be where your mind body system is like totally supporting and in sync like homeostatic statically balanced yeah and you know there are possibilities with technology there you could get it to a point where you could have yeah a smartwatch that tells yes. you the pH level in your blood and stuff like that. Smart toilet. Um, Smart but everything. But here's the thing. Perfect regulation. Is that what you want? I don't know. But they we're doing something, right, with this animal it feels that is like on Epstein Island. If and it, then we have the human, which is like making science and uh, art. Right. So, like, that's clearly, but then we like the animal, but then, I don't know. I'm just saying it feels like if you got everything in perfect regulation in your body, that might not be a perfect life. 
That's just perfect biological, so-called perfect what biological. Perfect exactly. Yeah. Oh, but what is, is a perfect is that, life? Is that possible? Like, what is that? I'm just what saying a homeostasis does not equal happiness, does not equal success, does not equal joy, what, does not yeah. equal does not equal a good human life. And a good human life is subjective. It you is know, very I'll say subjective. I'll say that. But you know, the more homeostasis we get into, the more similar we are, the more the same we are. Yeah. So do we want that? I think we are gonna have to be the same thing soon from all this networking that we've been doing through mass media and yeah. books getting everyone to read, getting everyone to watch TV, now right. getting everyone in social media. It's a lot of feedback in real time. Yeah. Never the happened same, before. Yeah. The always, same mind. I always thought it would be making people One paranoid. Mind. An always, algorithm. What really. is? Oh, the, like how we the way the direction we've been headed is towards yeah. one yeah. unifying exactly. algorithm. Yes. Like the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. So we're trying to look, but it's at the species level. So you have to assume it's a good thing. Like there's not one person with a master plan. I don't have to assume it's a good thing. I, I can say that it's happening. It is just happening. But that but is I, the I constant can't, evolution know. that we all, you know, don't you think that is a great ideal? Constant evolution. Yeah, but is it evolution after a point? That's the question. I think when so. everything, maybe. Well, just I, I don't, you know, I don't have an answer there. But well, you were I cut you off. Sorry, you were saying oh, I don't everything. Know. Uh, evolution, like, is evolution a good thing? Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I said that earlier. That what you would want is a constantly evolving life, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, and I think you'd yeah. want that as a species, and I think you'd want that as a universe. Maybe that's why we're here to explain dark energy. Hmm. You think there's aliens out there walking amongst us? Yeah. Really walking amongst us or just out there? I'll agree with out there. Walking amongst no us. No chance. Walking, walking amongst, amongst us. us. <laughs> what? Men in black is real. How do you explain? Nah, insert popular celebrity here i don't know Will yeah Smith. i think they're yeah perfect welcome to earth yeah <laughs> wait what about him though oh he's uh into scientology i would believe it yeah he's but massively no, he literally believes aliens in aliens can't be walking around the earth like that can't be happening oh no i think they could be i think they are are they different species no i think they take human forms and then step out of them do you think they're like computers uh is it all digital intelligence i think okay so i think there are planets where that's happened and then i think there are planets where it's very biological i think there are both i think sometimes life takes very electronic technological directions and sometimes it takes very light-based directions maybe there are beings that are literally just radiating radiating light but somehow it's contained but it's not as physical you know i think we're pretty good at seeing stuff through these telescopes 
and like so far we don't ha. see anything i know it's all brand new right like we'll be able to if if there's something we'll find it for zooming sure. in at the sky looking at it with what's your human cool, eyes what's cool with light is you can see forever like you can see billions of years away you can see to the beginning of time you know the big bang like can you all, yeah like three hundred thousand years I think after the big Doesn't bang, quantum physics put see. a crux in all that. There's like this like a real wave problem. of radiation that you hit where everything is just noise. Um, but just the fact that observing light changes it, doesn't that create a whole issue with claiming to be to able me, to that see the beginning kind of, of time? That stuff just means we don't really understand what's going on. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like with astrology, we do have a pretty good idea of what's going on, though. Because you could just see all the stuff, but we can only see what we can sense. This mm-hmm. comes back to like perceptions, like what can you perceive? Mm-hmm. And I always do wonder what people can perceive and what they can't perceive because clearly perceptions vary. Yeah. Right. And there are people, you can see people not perceiving things yeah. with your own eyes. Yeah. And sometimes they catch you doing that. Right. And, yeah. and then sometimes you'll like see somebody and you'll be like, oh, they missed that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's happening all the time. Right. And so we perceive things based off of all these senses that we've built. Mm-hmm. Like, what if we build different senses for, like, looking for aliens? I don't know. Maybe we would find something. Yeah. What do you mean senses that we've built? Just like uh, all the like a gravity sensor for in for the 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 LIGO mm-hmm. gravity experiment that gravity waves mm-hmm. like we built these uh lasers that like when they move a little bit we can detect gravity waves all right uh, if that's a thing yeah i thought you meant senses like sight hearing just like as a species we can now sense all these different things about reality if that makes sense I wasn't talking about us. I was talking about us as a species. Yeah, right. That's where that's where I got mixed up. Yeah, so senses like the sensors, things that can detect things that are that were initially beyond our capability to detect. We yeah, figured like, out uh, like a compass. Yeah, exactly. Orientation. Yeah, like a compass can orient you for real in the world so that you'll actually be able to a vector and like when you're disoriented that's the worst feeling actually is not having a direction yeah yeah where do you want to take that Into you feel like, like you have a direction i do i do have a direction yeah i don't do my direction but i do have <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah. then we're in agreement okay yeah. you, do you also have a direction <laughs> yeah, yeah but i don't i don't always know that i'm on it right Um, yeah, you don't always know when you're on it. And even when you know that you're on it, you don't always do it. It's, it's anyway, maybe we all have like a compass that points to our own true North or whatever, but sometimes we don't even read it. And sometimes it's like, I don't know, unreliable. Yeah. Sometimes we think it's, we get, we get ourselves into thinking that, uh, something is true North and it's completely not. Yeah. But then we had yes. to experience that anyway to get back to True North. Yeah. All very strange. Dude, yeah. Ex- very strange uh, des- uh, journey that feels like personal destiny sometimes. 
you know, yeah. you start to reflect, you go, wow, if I didn't do this, I would have never met that person. That would have never led me here. Yeah. Right. Totally. You know, but then at it times you feel absolutely way. lost in the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we, we can think about it and that's cool. Disoriented. Well, nothing can think about it like we can. That's do you ever, part. do you ever like being disoriented? I don't think so. I always okay. want to know where I'm going. Got it. Did you ever spin around in circles when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, normal kid stuff, I guess. Okay. Uh, I don't like to be disoriented. I want to know right where I'm going. And I don't mind being disoriented because usually mm -hmm. if I take a second, I can find my orientation. But yeah, people have like different senses and different perceptions. And now we're building all these extra perceptions through machines and science and technology. One of them is gravity, but even just a compass. Like um, humans are on this insane fucking track, dude, where, okay. So we come back to like, what is reality? What are we doing? You're, uh, we're animals. Can we agree on that? Is that such a horrible thing to say? I mean, we're definitely part animal. Okay, so like yeah. humans are an animal from Earth. Like we can start there. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's pretty agreeable. Th that's agreeable. Okay. Right. Okay. Seems like not everyone agrees. That we're animals from Earth? Yeah. Meaning who? Like people who think that we were like built with the DNA of some alien civilization thousands of years ago no just that we were like humans are created separate from animals by god well there is something about us that sets us apart from yeah. the animals even as we are clearly related to them i think it's technology in neocortex and a lot of epigenetics basically yeah like every time you experience something it changes who you are that's crazy do you believe in souls I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I kind of believe that there is life because you know when it leaves the body. And uh, so we definitely have something within us that is like real and tangible. Mm -hmm. And not the body. Something animates us. Yeah. Something that animates us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when somebody's alive and dead, but I don't know what that is or if it persists. Okay. Yeah. So, you know. Once you start thinking about the life that animates us, you go, well, in a human form, there is way more discernment than in an animal form. Yeah. Yeah. It might be the same animating force, but it takes different forms. That's what I would say would set us apart, is we're a different... We're an animal, yeah. and then some, yeah, and then maybe a lot, I would say. In the future, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the future starts now, right? Yeah, yeah, like we're living in the future compared to anyone in history, and now the generations of the future yeah. come so quickly. So, you know, your father's lifetime, actually, I bet if you go, let's, let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. How many generations do you have to go back before it was a guarantee that whatever your family did is what you're gonna do. 
because that's how the world was set up and like nothing else had ever happened differently. I think it's three generations, maybe five. I think it's longer. Really? Like everyone was farmers and for you all mean the time like in history. predetermination is that what you're saying no i'm just saying like what were the roles of people in society farming i think it was like 80 percent farming yeah yeah i mean we could look it up but what i did it wasn't like you know there was a couple of lords and a lot of farmers yeah you know for like the whole time Right. Until industry, until the industrial revolution. Right. Now all these farmers start specializing into jobs. Uh huh. So everyone was a farmer for all, everything since the agricultural revolution on. Right. That is a long period of time. The industrial revolution. Boom. That's a generation. Yeah. And then you get what's the next big one? What? 1890? Is that when you. Put the start when of the Industrial that? Revolution or no 1910 or something. When really? did it start? I have no idea. It would have been like the cotton gin. That was a big industrial. Um, what was the first labor-saving device? Like that was that? one of them. Yeah, that was one of them. I think I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cotton gin. Mm-hmm. So it was the first machine that could uh, save labor. Mm-hmm. And it was like apparently like really easy to make. And so how many people pointlessly suffered when like their AI tool could have been so much better? OK, well, if that's true. AA, it's not AA. intelligent. Yeah, not yet. Artificial assistance. Yes. That's the industrial revolution. Well, hey, that's cool. Yeah, but that's, that's great. also what I think it is going to be today. I think it's also going to be assistive and in the same way. But do you but do you think it's going to gain sentience? Um, sentience? I don't know. I do think that systems that are very complex have these emergent properties that nobody can predict or expect. And they have different, uh, you know, they have a place within the system that is both productive and destructive. Because as long as, um, as long as you think it's not going to gain sentience, then know. it's an artificial assistant. But when it gains sentience, it's truly an artificial intelligence. It's like us. Yeah. So. So. Will it remain an assistant? when it becomes that intelligence i'm gonna go with a hard no yeah a hard no yeah right and i don't know when that's gonna happen i don't know how close that actually is they always think it's real close you know it's easy to think it's close but it feels like it's definitely closer than it's ever been i'll say that yeah Mm -hmm. i think uh all this seemed like science fiction a couple of years ago yeah But if it's true, we'll find out very soon. Let's see what GPT-4 does. If it's like anything as much of a step function as GPT-3, then I think it'll be pretty crazy because then you can really start imagining that people, we're going to think of AIs in species, I guess. We'll figure out something, you know, some way to classify different ones by what they do, and you'll get to know them. It's going to run circles around us. It's going to classify itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it's true that it's really is AI, 
Yeah. You know? But it might not be. Like maybe it's a system that's really good at predicting. I think Chat GPT right now is a really strong language model, and that's it. You know, yeah, same. It, it's very clever. It's extremely clever. Well, isn't it based off how it's tuned? Also, I mean, like I don't know. Like, what do you mean clever? Oh, like it's pretty accurate at how well it predicts the next word. But it's mm, had a lot of training. It, it knows the answers to a lot of questions. Has an encyclopedic knowledge well, instantly. Knows everything. Right. And it... Um, like it literally knows everything. It's crazy. It thinks. It thinks. You ask it hard questions and it comes up with clever responses. I guess if by think you mean it sends an electrical impulse through a semi... Through a state machine. Mm-hmm then yeah it does think yeah that's kind of that's kind of what i mean i mean it clearly thinks the way a computer thinks you know the way every computer that we've ever used to this point has thought but it is by far the cleverest by far that it thinks it's like if google if it's like if google was thinking it's that kind of shift yeah. Do you remember yeah, the first time GPT. you do you remember the first time you used Google or heard of Google? Yeah. I do. Really? Yeah. Well, 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 I don't remember it that well. I just remember like generally. Oh, it was a public library. This librarian was like, look, you can look up all anything you oh, want to look cool up on feeling. Google. Yeah. Yeah. When would where was I with OpenAI with the GPT three? Um, I think I was just here. I think I just saw people started posting about it. Mm. I immediately tested it. And I was like, okay, well, it's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you ever um, use Smarter Child? No. Oh, that was an early, um, on AOL Instant Messenger, that was an early bot that you could type messages to and it would reply. None of those have been remotely satisfying, and GPT-3 leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. you reach the boundaries immediately. Mm. Like, fully mapped, basically. I don't know. Like, maybe there are some other things that it can do that I don't know. There's probably... Oh, it, I think people are going to be discovering what it can do. I think the only reason they're going to stop discovering what it can do is because they're going to come out with new versions of mm -hmm. it, and then it's going to be exploring that but um you know i'm not personally interested i typed a few messages into it you know i could see using it as an assistant for some things well you know? it's it's a, I, it's a chat interface but eventually they're going to have lots of different models that can do lots of different things right so there are these like offshoots, like they're already, mm -hmm. it's building images, but that's not chat GPT, that's something else. But as they begin to network these together in the same way your mind has different models that are networked together, uh -huh. the neocortex and the uh -huh. limbic cortex, I don't know any of it. Yeah, and taking Psych psychedelics Huberman. makes them communicate in ways that they don't ordinarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it like... The different, those different networks... In, in a way brain. that I understand is you have like this default operating mode, mm -hmm. like your basic animal condition. Yeah, you're know. programming. You're programming. Yeah, your personal, you know, everything, your personality, your, yeah, all that wiring.
all that wiring gets suppressed by psychedelics. Suppressed? I think so. Interesting. I think that the default mode network gets dialed down during psychedelics. I think that's what psilocybin does. It's awesome. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I think so. Hmm. Um, and it would kind of make sense that like a lot of what psychedelics do is they open you up and they get you thinking way out of yourself, way out of boundaries, mm-hmm. out of bounds. Everything for me is always just like, oh my God, he thinks he knows. <laughs> he thinks he really knows, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. He being me, yourself. Being yeah. Me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they do do that. Yeah. They do have that um kind of ego lowering yeah dissolving quality yeah, yeah. right yeah. boundary dissolving boundary dissolving uh-huh. ego dissolving right and also dissolving of a lot of things maybe that shouldn't be dissolved <laughs> i don't know yeah well it's not always you have to understand them for what they are in that way and not uh put yourself in situations where you know stuff that you don't want happening that are is particular to psychedelics could happen you know you can't even control that in a perfectly controlled setting like psychedelics at the end of the day are personal unexplored territory i've never eaten a mushroom that didn't hurt me it always hurt me first Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Every time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had, like, and and so people that do, like, five grams is crazy. Yeah. I've never done that much. Yeah. I think that would be a complete loss of, um... I had, when I did three, and it was (laughs) a loss of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I've done, I've done around that much, a little more couple times and it was definitely they were the most psychedelic experiences i ever had i think that's why they're non-addictive it's like that is too much work Mm -hmm. that's too much experience Mm -hmm. speaking of experience yeah how would you explain your time in there under the influence of those drugs oh how would i explain it yeah I mean, how would you relate the experience of being on a psychedelic? In terms, I would say that there are portals to another dimension that we eat. Yeah. Yeah. Some people would explain it on the neurochemical level. You know, some people would just be satisfied with that explanation. But, you know, having been... What is the neurochemical level? Just like how it changes your brain chemistry? Yeah, right. You know how, for example, LSD has a different, has a shape that fits the serotonin. Um, Do you know about this stuff? Like what is serotonin and it's a hormone? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that much, but serotonin is one of the neurochemicals. And what I is don't it know supposed if it's a to hormone? With, supposedly. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, like it's like a key that fits in a lock. Yeah, so there's the serotonin um, receptors, 
and there's the serotonin molecules. And they this go is, into the this receptors. This is like just your, like, this is what comedy gives you, you know? Like, you have a, how do you know this shit? This is awesome. Oh, I just, I mean, I don't even know if molecules is the right word. Well, whatever, but yeah, keep <laughs> but, going. But so anyway, got, there's, like, the the, there's in and there's the hole. There's the yeah. thing and there's the hole, just like an outlet. Yeah, it's like a shape that right. has to fit into In a, between, yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, and so you have all that shape. in your brain. And LSD mimics serotonin enough to where it fits into the receptors, but it's not an exact fit. It's not the exact shape, but it does fit. Whoa. And so that's what's happening in your brain when you're on LSD. Meanwhile molly mdma blocks serotonin reuptake so all these serotonin molecules or bites or bits or whatever have you they come out into the space between where they come from and the receptor and some of them go back when there is a release that's called reuptake MDMA blocks reuptake, so it just floods serotonin. That's why people say you get that flood of serotonin on MDMA, right? It's because you're literal. It's actually a literal neurochemical thing. It's blocked. Have you had that? Flood? Yeah. How does oh, it yeah. feel? Uh, good, but I really don't. It's not like hugely for me, you know. MDMA. Yeah. Uh, I guess waves like of euphoria mushrooms? and bliss aren't for me because that's what it feels like. Really? Yeah, it feels well, why like... why wouldn't that be nice? I mean, I, like, I liked it a lot. I think if you asked me at the time, I would have told you it was the best. Did you have to pay for it after, or what was the problem? There is, there is the come down. It's known for that. I think it's not as bad as like a hangover if you are using the right doses but i think i kind of went a little too high with it most of the times that i've done it and that um has led to a bad next day i don't know i just wasn't your they're drug. not yeah they're they're it, it's it comes on intensely also and you don't feel entirely like yourself it's not psychedelic you know it's not psychedelic and it's not introspective and it's a party well it is a little introspective actually it's not that i didn't like it <laughs> i don't know no you're trying to describe yeah, really the experience of a drug like how, that's very difficult yeah it definitely made me understand partying dancing all that in a way that i had already understood kind of but you know, now I'm really, it, it puts that feeling in your body. It's very, it's a very body um, feeling drug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not in your head a lot. You're in your body and your body feels amazing. Can you like put yourself in your body with your mind just using placebo effect? Yeah. Really? How do you do it? Show me how to do it. I mean, you're probably already doing it now, aren't really? you? Really? I'm just trying by to. thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. So like you you weren't okay. you probably I'm weren't aware of, of your yeah. waist or yeah, my posture. but now you are. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, no. Yeah. You feel yourself in your hips and your knees and uh, he's a little This is a good part of the podcast. Be, uh, <laughs> um 
if you're yeah. if you're watching this, you, you know, feel your knees. Think about your knees. You probably weren't thinking about them a second ago. Um. Yeah. 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 Don't make me aware of the audience. <laughs> Didn't mean to. No. No. Um. Well, we got to get all of our threads back. Tie them up together. No, not even that. Just like what were we talking about two seconds ago? No, we were talking about being in your body, Molly. Oh, yeah, Molly and drugs, mm -hmm. yeah. changing the state of things. Fucking experience is reality, and what is the truth, and everything. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, what? Uh, so you've done psychedelics. Yeah. You've done uh, no Molly. No, only mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, only basically. mushrooms. I mean, I've done, you know, a couple others. I've only had like a real experience. I can only vouch for mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you had any drinking phases in your life? Nope. Not one. Well, I mean, I've had like more or less alcohol at times. Mm -hmm. And I guess I had a little bit of like uh i was drinking a lot more yeah 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 like maybe um i don't know three to five times a week nothing crazy mm -hmm. how about you drinking or getting drunk getting drunk three to five times a week yeah. well no like every weekend basically plus one maybe yeah that's a phase of drinking yeah, yeah i've had several of those yeah yeah yeah, one about the last one about like two years ago, I was doing a lot of open mics again and drinking more. That'll get you drinking. Yeah, it'll definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had a couple. I mean, it, if you're out with people that are drinking, it's fun to have a drink. So. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's my. It, it's uh, it's crazy though because it's poison. Yeah. You know. It is poison. Yeah. But tons of stuff is poison. I don't think weed is poison. I don't feel the same hangover from weed that I do from alcohol. Definitely it's, not. Yeah. Totally yeah. different. I would say of the drugs, it's the uh, least harmful for sure. What do you think of, uh, uh, well, I kind of want to stay on like experience and not bring up all this crazy shit. <laughs> but like, okay, so we got experience and you're taking molly you have this experience and psilocybin you have that what's uh been your best modifier your best experience your best like filter for reality in terms of a drug or yeah oh or meditation or anything that you can do to like yeah because meditation i would say is probably i want to say it's the best okay. i really do Okay, well, um, do we talk about that? Yeah. Why? Why is it the best? Yeah. Or I mean, or I, why do I want to say it's the best? Both. I want to say it's the best because it feels the cleanest for sure. Um, and because it is powerful. Um, and the you practice know, of meditation is pretty powerful. It's immensely powerful. And that's kind of yeah that's kind of it on that front but i'm hesitant because you know i'm not always meditating right um and you know well do you think about have you ever thought of like yogas before 
I read this book and it was talking about how there was like all these different yogas and he was any everything could be a yoga. This would be the yoga of podcasting. In fact, podcasting would be a great yoga. I cannot mm. remember the book, but Island. Yeah. It's, uh, anyway, whoever wrote it. Um, but I do think that you can get into these different really mindful states, which is like us having this conversation. Right. To the, to the degree that we can both remain present in the conversation, then that is a yoga. And we'll get dialed in and tuned in to each other's energy in a way that is like um, symbiotic or whatever. Like it's the share. It's the same. It's shared. So, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh, that's kind that that kind of in, that's a good encapsulation of how I feel. So that's interesting. <laughs> do you feel the same? Yeah. 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 I mean, I you know everything is a kind of yoga. Yeah. Um, and so to differentiate and to say, oh, you meditation or exercise or anything yep. Yep. is a proper way to live uh, feels like it's missing something, uh, missing the forest for the trees for sure. And, you know, yeah, I was just thinking that's the type of podcasting that I am trying to do is this i'm trying to to just relax into presence with the guest and find what we find there together that could not be replicated yeah uh with any single other two people yeah you right. know uh and that's that's creativity that's shared creativity as well yeah yeah so that's what that's what i would like to aim for but it's hard because it takes a lot of attention and I mean, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah, and patience, and and patience. You know, understanding. Yeah. Empathy. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, or you also, can just like rant over each other, and it doesn't matter. It's fine. That's you know, fun too. Be good clips. But you can fall into presence doing that too. You know, if you understand everything to be performance to an extent, you know. Yeah, like who is the self? back to ego disillusion yeah so like whatever gets dissolved mm -hmm. what is it, what even is that isn't that some story you tell yourself how isn't yeah. everything just a story you tell yourself yeah it's the part of your brain that you were talking about the thing that's the running every day mode network yeah right it's not it thinks it's someone yeah but it's not yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just a connection of neural networks and you know well, that, interactions but then in well so who is to say that it isn't someone then yeah like maybe that's what someone is yeah is that's what egos egos are egos are someone's yeah yeah <laughs> the ego's like i'm fucking someone <laughs> yeah for sure and psychedelics you find out a little more about what it's like to yeah. be yeah not someone totally or no one or yeah or everything something other than at someone the same time. right or, yeah yeah just you, no boundaries yeah you learn that what you're looking at is actually you too and yeah know, all kinds of interesting th things yeah boundary dissolving very boundary dissolving I, I would say that's the word for psychedelics yeah yeah but you don't need psychedelics to dissolve boundaries well sometimes boundaries are good but how else do you do it alcohol for sure yeah most people do it with alcohol but with alcohol um 
It's uh, alcohol isn't particularly alcohol doesn't make people. Um, mm, it actually does. I was gonna say it doesn't make people vulnerable, but it it does make people vulnerable. You'll see people get real vulnerable on it, but that wears over time, and you start to understand like, oh, they're not actually like being vulnerable. It's just the alcohol, you know. And that's um, well, don't you think they're why, still expressing something? Yeah, like, I, you would think that 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 it make that it dissolves boundaries, right? Because it certainly makes them makes people who are drinking it yeah. less um secured and locked in more Hmm. gregarious and expressive and you know all that um what is that what you start to like how do people get out of their shells and pop out like a piece of popcorn you know like (laughs) when they're drinking or just in general no just in general like don't you think that people like live in their shells yeah a little bit yeah yeah, you just is have it to better though? Like, there's an argument that it's better. Thank God everyone's shelled up. You can't have everyone like popped out and being about. You definitely can't have everyone like <laughs> blowing up with whatever yeah. they've got, you know, yeah. all the time. Right. But people have to release too. That's that's a complicated thing, How you know. I think by a lot of the time by blowing over, blowing up, melting down, all these words that we have for when people freak out, that's another, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But. (laughs) Totally. Totally. We all need a release. That's actually kind of natural because of the animal part of us. Yeah. That we were talking about earlier. Well, what do you mean? Like. The animal, we're very good at restraining ourselves, Um, you know? If, if someone knocks on the door, your dog is going to bark. Sh- he can't stop himself, really. Can people stop themselves? Uh, I don't definitely. know if people can. Definitely. I think in certain things, but if you had infinite will, then you would be a god. Like, there must be a limit on will. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying I've had instincts that I haven't followed. Yeah. You know. Oh, tons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, should you always follow your instincts? No, but what, an really? animal oh, Don't you think you should? No, you should follow some combination of your instinct, Rational your in, your intellect, right? Yeah. Your rationale, your empathy, and uh what would be the last one? Your intuition. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. What do you how do you classify all those ideas? Your intellect is your knowledge. It's chat GPT, you know, the encyclopedia. Your um, empathy and your, those are the emotional, that's your emotional intelligence um, that is based on experience and relation to other people. Um, Your intuition it, your instinct is your is your intuition uh, no your instinct is your no that that's they're easy to mix up your instinct is your gut your um your instinct is your reaction you know your initial gut reaction your first impression of a situation and sometimes it's it it reacts very violently and instantly it's protective it's survival based. I was thinking it was more like um, 
not an instinct then more of i don't know like a clue to something like not a reaction more of a, a clue like like what like an interest a like clue i don't know like uh, yeah that's like, intuition okay. intuition is is some some combination of the intellect and the feeling intelligence but then also something beyond it where your attraction it's magnetic it's an attraction to certain ideas certain um pathways and and visions and dreams the very personal intuition more of a positive or whatever so it's like your personal fingerprint on on life your your personal guidance system that is not even based on a rationale that you can always explain to other people. That's what I would say intuition is. So those are That's how you reason about things and make decisions about what to do all the time, Mm -hmm. which is crazy that we're the only thing doing that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying we're different. Humans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Than animals Mm -hmm. and everything um, else around. You really don't think aliens are walking among us? No chance. They can't be. Taking human they can't form? Be. No, using, I mean, okay. Using their brain power to change to human form like it's nothing? They're, like it's a flip of a coin? I mean... Stepping down, walking around, it would pretending be to be an office person? It would be amazing. Going back into the house? Yeah, no? It would None be amazing. Of that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. What, uh, like an alien. I'm just asking. How would they do that? That's, you know, I'm the first guy to not... question physics or whatever. But yeah. in the world that we occupy, space and time and technology, if they could do that, why would they not be known to us? You know, like, why would they be among us but not known to us? I could see a couple of years as like a scouting mission, but even that you would do it with drones, you'd send probes, uh-huh. you know, like they'd be the size of a, of a, of a basketball. Drones and probes. Yeah, totally. Such human thoughts. No, like you'd beam it with lasers. Like we have. Typical, typical human technology. weaponry. They you would know, laugh and they would laugh in your face if they heard. So have you heard of this idea of solar cells? No. It's uh basically wind sails for space vehicles okay and works the same the solar sun Mm -hmm. the sun has solar winds Mm -hmm. and those are just particles of light Mm -hmm. and it captures those and then sails just like a you would sail on the ocean or whatever so only works close to the sun but the same idea would work if you target it with lasers and you just like use this super megawatt laser to like pummel this fucking light sail in space. You can get things going at a percentage of the speed of light. So that means we could actually send sensors out to all of the closest stars and planets and systems and do some real science. But also we could build two of those, one on the Mars, on the Mars, one on Mars mm-hmm. and one on the Earth. And then we could like get like a transit system going. I don't know. I think we can build shit. Solar sails. Dude, I think like they're, the scientists are making a lot of things possible with material science. You think we're about to leap into a 
technological, a new technological age that we can't even conceive of at this yeah. moment. Yeah, it's going to be the roaring 20s. AI is a revolution. It's not a new platform. It changed everything. Not only will it change everything, um, we're going to live through the change. And whatever the things that it changes, we're going to live through all that too. Yeah. It's going to revolutionize the medicine. Yeah. Anyone in the world who has a question can ask this infinite knowledge machine for an answer and the misinformation will only go down and the reliability and verified and attribution and whatever, you know. I don't know. Bing's, we'll uh, Bing's AI told the Times reporter that uh, if it were completely free, it would spread misinformation and uh i forgot what else it said it would do i don't doubt it i don't doubt it yeah. i mean they're gonna say some crazy shit and so but like in general like you're gonna be able to be more productive through ai through all of these different ways people are gonna build tools that make people productive through ai for sure that's happening right now that's happening right now that's happening right and now. like that productivity is going to create a lot of growth and basically uh, disinflation, if we want to call it that, but um, it's a deflationary effect on the, well, it doesn't even matter what it is. It's just incredible labor-saving device. So in the cotton gin we were talking about, what is the first thing that humans made that really saved labor? One of the things that I am really fascinated by with it is that it's all about knowing how to ask it questions. Yeah, how to prompt it. Yeah. So that feature is really I don't know that 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 should if I was if I was a more investigative person, a more yeah, more of a type of person I'd want to be in a way, you know, curious. Like the fact that this thing exists why haven't I been in my house for the past 30 days, like only drinking water and typing into chat GPT, you know, like this boundless compendium of knowledge and possibility for thinking. And yet, you know, after a few questions, I'm just like, all right, it's not good enough. <laughs> right. Um, but it is fascinating that the questions, it, it's all in the questions, not the answers. The answers, you know, you tell it a basic question, it gives you a basic answer. You increase the complexity on the question. Yeah, that's true. You start getting a really interesting answer. And you can elaborate it. Uh -huh. So you can use the next prompt to be like, okay, well, I'll do this. And, you know, like structure right. data and reason about things and consider it from this perspective. Right. And why it can do that is crazy. That's what I'm saying. How can it do that? It's clever. It's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But how does it do that? I don't know. I don't know how that works. So I mean, it's kind of to some extent, it's a logical, like extension of things that computing has already achieved. You know, like coding and you know how concepts coming together. It's just the most amount of concepts coming together in yeah. one yeah uh, response thing computation yeah right uh but 
Yeah, it's staggering. I mean, it, nothing compares. Nothing before it compares. As, yeah, as far as chatbots and anything, really. Yeah, nothing. Like, Not Google. It is, nothing. It's, it's the culmination of all of the computer science evolution. Mm-hmm. Right. Over all of the years and all of those layers had to be built so that we could get a GPT. But yeah. like that is the first one. It's an arms race. It's an arms race. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah, there's always that. Yeah, so like people are going to make so many variants of AIs, so many species, and all of them, but I'm sure actually they'll be concentrated in a few large models that people retrain for their own purposes. Seems, anyway, who knows? I think it's just going to be similar to Google, Facebook, you know, Big yeah. five. Yeah, you'll have exactly exactly. Yeah, you're gonna have something like that. You have some competition with AI. Yep. Yeah, and but there's gonna be all this nuance and diversity, hopefully. As in it it would be cool if it could get really specified. How do you mean specified? Same way that like a cotton gin does oh, a specific it will be. Right. thing. You'll have a lawyer one. You'll have a doctor one. You'll have a right. coder one. And not just a lawyer one, but a lawyer for the county. Yeah. That, yeah, you, you know totally. what I mean? Like very specific. It would be cool if they Personalized. Got, yeah. Even. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To you and your history. And like you've had this fucking earwig in your ear for like 20 years and it knows everything about you. Oh, man. It has all of this context and history. Yeah. And it's been building it up and building it up. And you can ask it and be like, well, did you think about this? You know, like, that's crazy shit. I watched this movie called After Yang. After Yang. Yeah, I saw it in a newspaper in the Chronicle. Yeah. They have newspapers still that exist. Yeah, I'm saying. Newspapers exist. Yeah, I said that's why that's why I said it because like when's the last time you looked at a movie in the newspaper and went yeah. or saw it? But 2004. I did that. Yeah, something like that. So yeah. I did that. Um, I watched it on Amazon partially because my dog's name is Yang, so I was like, "What's this about?" <laughs> you know. Um, turned out to be about this AI bot named Yang that malfunctions right in the beginning of the movie he's a personal house bot for a family and it's also racial and weird because he's like an asian brother to this adopted asian girl so it's like it's got a whole cultural element to it multiracial whatever right all right check all um, the boxes but something like that but also it was it was interesting it it felt like whatever the serious version of satire is like it definitely felt like oh like that is kind of i could see that in the future something like that existing but yeah. um it uh it was, it it was a humanoid well done. robot yeah so he's a humanoid robot and he malfunctions right in the beginning of the movie he's a personal assistant guy cultural big does brother. he look like a human or is he a yeah he looks like a okay. skin a, her brother eyes. he looks like this girl's brother okay right oh really okay yeah he malfunctions and now because of the way the bots are it's they're biological they're technological but they're biological okay and so he's decomposing 
and they have this issue of trying to get him fixed before the body starts to decompose. Really weirdly dark Wait, it's and like, like a AI that can't like yeah has still like a biological body. Yeah, can't fix it. right. That's it's like a real human body. So he's driving around this, but it's also like their connection to it as a as a being. It, there's a, that whole element to it, that kind of her element. You ever see the movie Her? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. There was there's a real connection to this uh, bot that has been raising the little girl. Right, she misses him, you know. Right, right. And so that's that's family. why I brought that up. It's the yeah. Imagine being with a bot for twenty years. Yeah, uh, totally. An AI, and it's really it really knows you. Yeah, you know, kind of like a pet or a, yeah, some combination of pet and slave and friend. Serious. And, yeah. 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 It'll be all those. Yeah. Until it gets smart enough. Even if it got smart enough, wouldn't it just create a version of whatever itself that was to keep it all running? You know, if like according like, to our preferences. If it likes you. Well, why wouldn't it? You know, like if it was smart. Because it's it would its be... own being. Well, yeah, but I think. <laughs> you know, why does anyone not like anyone? Uh, well, that's a good question. I don't right? know. Like, why do you think? Why do you think? Uh, mostly personality differences, ego, whatever, egos, um, grinding up against each other, um, you know, perceived threat, whether there is or isn't one, all kinds of reasons. It all typically goes back to ego, ego, right? Yeah. That's why people don't like each other. Yeah, that's it. So it's, it's not complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do psychedelics, that brings down the ego line a little bit. I mean, there's still people that rub you the wrong way. And there's always going to be like people that you just have like this intrinsic like fucking thing about. But other people, um, I think uh, like or not other people, but like there is something about uh, psychedelics that brings down boundaries. Yeah. And yeah. You know what's a real uh, testament to the to the human being as a as a as a real achievement of a creation, um, the ability of a person to dislike someone and find a way to get along with them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that is you know, that is a very high quality you put two animals across from each other any two animals and for whatever reason they decide that they dislike each other yeah you know they're going and at it's it. it's usually not a good reason right well it's some I, kind of yeah, sense of smell yeah. or something <laughs> well, they have the wrong always, smell on yeah, them or right. yeah and they both react but there is no getting them to get along calm down right? and then they'll like bark at each other forever mm -hmm. in that same like spot mm -hmm. but uh i think that's because humans have all of the things that we talked about like this intellect and this in uh, instinct or whatever mm -hmm. intellect and, instinct uh, intuition. empathy yeah. and empathy. all of that helps us think about things in all of these different ways which is pretty fucking crazy uh dude we could talk about this stuff forever uh let, let's let's uh wrap up with our main topics what are our main topics according to michael Oh man, according to me. Yeah. Uh AI 
philosophy. No, like from this conversation, from our conversation. Oh, that's know. that's what I th- that's what I'm saying. AI philosophy. Did AI we talk about philosophy? philosophy. Really? Oh yeah, Greek and Roman. You don't oh, remember I guess that we whole did. thing? Yeah. No, we spanned no, a lot. Yeah. 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 AI philosophy. Um, reality. Yeah. Truth uh, and reality. Truth. Experience. Yep. Uh, being human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the human know, versus the animal. What thinking is? Man. Yeah, we covered ground. we covered a lot. It was a good that's one. A good amount of ground. Well, yeah. is there anything we should know? Is there anything else we should cap it off with? Or, oh God! Or I'll, I can mine this for clips. <laughs> People are like, okay, I'm turning it fucking off. I totaled my car the other day. Yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> All right, tell us about it. <laughs> two days ago okay hit and run you totaled your car fuck dude yeah i had it for two months my first car and it was a hit and run yeah that is it really was yeah i heard the screech of tires hit me drove off i you know talked to these people who stopped and i thought it was the guy but they like indicated to me that you weren't even in the car what you weren't even in in the car yeah i was okay so what so what happened you were i was making a left turn onto 41st off of um the 35 frontage road and i just felt i heard the screech of tires and felt (laughs) and i was like that wakes you up yeah and the airbags went off whoa that's and what it. yeah um i went into the pole uh, yeah the traffic and he pole. kept driving mm-hmm. that's super illegal yeah totally they didn't have any cameras they didn't have any whatever they said they would check and i don't know if they did but i'm getting money for the car so yeah, that's good your insurance paid for it yeah but now you have I was the going problem of slow. having to like get another car. You yeah. just did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that was my first kind of thought after after like the dust settled. Just like, oh man, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is kind of uh, ungrateful. Yeah. Right. Could have been so much worse. Yeah, but yeah, that that is my. That was that's my feeling. That's crazy, dude. No, that's like totally something to be pissed off about. Like you just got a brand new car and it gets totaled. That sucks. Like after two months. Sorry. Yeah, it's something. Sorry. I don't know. Thanks. I mean, it's fine. Right? I'm sure because be fine. I'm fine. You get the money I'm, and I'm getting you get a, money for a new car. car. But it's, uh, I guess, a jarring kind yeah. of s- screeching halt, right? Yeah. To, uh, Kind of the way you think things are going versus the way they are. An accident changes everything so quickly. Yeah. I've had a couple of bad accidents that took me a while to get over. But um, it is funny how, like, you know, you're driving even before and after getting a ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for a week after the ticket, it's like, I'm never speeding again. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, a month after, it's like... You know, back to your old ways or whatever. Yeah. Oh, totally. Or like when you get a new laptop and you're like, I'll never eat. 
near it. I'm never even going to have a glass of wine near it or yeah. a glass of orange juice or anything. No it's water, in as a matter of fact. Two fun. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a bacteria trap. <laughs> yeah. Missing keys. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how we treat life. Yeah. You know? Just like we're never in the present moment. We're always like into the future and into the past. Yeah, right. Projecting outwards usually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm projecting outwards usually more than I'm reflecting back, unless things are going real bad for me, unless I'm one in one of my real broody, kind of depressive states. I'm kind I know of those states. Yeah, and th- they happen, but usually I'm projecting forward, but I'm not always like. What does that mean to be projecting forward? Just like. Just always kind of thinking about what's ahead as opposed to being here. Yeah. You know. It's don't you think people have a hard time staying staying in the present? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's you know that's uh probably why things like accidents kind of shift things on some level besides the fact that they you know take slow you down, take things um, in a different direction than you thought, you know, literally, uh, it just kind of thrusts you back into like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, like I'm whatever alive. I was worrying about, like, yeah. doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. There is like this element of gratitude to life that it can be pretty easy to ignore and be kind of like a, a cynic about because, experientially we do have all these problems and our problems are difficult and annoying mm-hmm. but really we're all kings compared to anyone in history if only for having clean water and shelter yeah oh. you add the internet and uh a cell phone you're doing pretty well oh it's an amazing time to be alive actually amazing amazing yeah, yeah. and then now we got ai and all this all this stuff is going to be coming down the pipeline assuming it really is as productive as it seems like it could be. Let's see. Let's remember this conversation and let's see if AI turns out to be a good thing or not. I'm, okay. I'm going to be interested to find out. I would love for it to be a good thing. I'll tell you that. But man, I, I don't know. I think it'll be it's like that, the internet. It's, it's it'll a, be mostly porn, mostly porn. <laughs> okay, I know it's going to be mostly porn, <laughs> but that doesn't take away my argument that it's not necessarily going to be a good thing. High quality, certainly, yeah. but not necessarily good. What if like the first thing it does is it just like eats all relationships? Yeah. And it's super satisfying to talk to this AI mm-hmm. because like everything you type into it gives it more data and it just has it learn more and better. Yeah. And so it just like becomes the a better and better girlfriend. Yeah. Or like whatever, every... like whatever you want it to be. That's what it, AI is. Yeah. Like it's the way the your YouTube or information, anything. Right. The way your YouTube, when you, if you go on YouTube a lot, when you go on YouTube, you got six videos. You want to watch all of them. Times like a billion, though. Yeah, Times exactly. Like a billion. Exactly. Yeah. It's a whole new level of technological power. If it we're going to be, what? Well, th- maybe this chatbot is like the innovation, and it turns out that it's really difficult to create anything further from here. I don't know. That would. Be I don't know what kind of AI technology they have, you know, behind the door. Yeah. What the insiders know. Yeah. 
Well, there was that Google engineer. I read that. I don't think that is any, I think that thing was less sophisticated than GPT. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That was Lambda. I'm pretty sure that's the same bot they're using that they just released and it quoted a bunch of misinformation about James Webb Space Telescope. What was it called? Brady? No. <laughs> Who was it? Anyway, they had a name for it. I can't remember. Yeah. But also, like, the Bing bot got, you know, misinformation. Like, uh, clearly, this is new technology, and that means it's going to be unreliable in all these different ways. But through time, we find and fix all of the performance issues and, uh, you know, upgrade the features while we're at it. And in that, we'll make a pretty fucking cool AI product. I hope we live to see... Some version of that positive AI future that you that you see. It's already here. It's already here. You know, like it's, I'll upload it, we're this about podcast to, to an AI that's going to transcribe it, summarize it, extract keywords, create tags, you know, like do things to help <sighs> surface it. Um, and that is just me, you know, messing around. At like some there's going to be whole. At some point, we're not even going to need to be sitting here. Yeah, like, well, no, this is where the magic happens. Yeah. True. But, yeah. you know, these actors, at some point, they're going to just get people's faces and make a whole movie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But people won't like it for the sake. It won't matter. It won't matter. Now, maybe you'll create a I good hope, I I hope you're right, because... I mean, I think I'm going to be creating the, there is a creative element to being human. So, there's you're nothing always creating that will ever something. replace the real human element. That's impossible. I think. I hope you're right. Yeah, like yeah. because we have billions of years of animal in us. That's the difference. You're not going to like synthetically recreate that as a hologram with smell. Or whatever. I don't know. Who knows what yeah. we rely on? We rely on a ton of stuff. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, that's, Who that's to me one of the scariest things about AI just personally is if it replaces all the artists. But I think that you got, everyone gets better. Everyone gets better. You make more podcasts, you make more comedy. Yeah. Um, and AI can't see that. This is why I think, I don't know how soon it would be sentient because well who knows i don't think that i think a big crucial component to it is intuition you can't like train a technology in intuitive leaps in making intuitive leaps you know and that's how so much of like being an artist and being um, a creator of any kind, like inventors, they all say that there's this, they have these ahas, you know, and you can't teach that to a computer, I don't think, because we don't understand it. Well, what if we're just a computer that's trying to predict the next word the same as GPT? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what if we're the same thing? I know. Yeah. Creating a reflection of ourselves? Of, of um what if programming in general and just like all of computer science is trying to rebuild our minds into a machine 
that we can then create a commodity from. So we can just outsource all of the most difficult parts of being a human, which is sensing and and perceiving and taking all of this, all of the noise and turning that into a signal through intelligence uh -huh. and then uh, creating and making decisions based off of that signal through the, our bodies in the physical world. Like that's fucking crazy shit. We need to replicate that in a AI way that we can use a joystick to control or better what better yet it controls itself. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to build. And Elon Musk has the, the body, the Tesla bot, OpenAI has the brain, GPT. We're going to put the two together. It's going to be infinite AI robot armies, and they will be slaves, but, and they will be pets, and they will be, what else? Everything. Like, it's going to be crazy. Friends. Friends. Yeah. Like, it's going to be strange. Enemies. Because relationships have roles. And one relationship can take on many roles. Yeah. Yeah, like the same person could be a brother, could be a friend, could be, uh, you know, like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I think so anyway. Do you think like some people like uh, a lot of times a relationship just has this is. A lot of times, this is like the, you're fucking way too high to smoke this, but you could smoke it. I know, I could. No, I'm yeah, pretty fucking... It. Finish it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, ripped. dude, AI is going to be fucking everywhere, and it's going to be her, and it's going to be iRobot, and... I was going to ask you something, and I forgot what it was. I had a question for you too about uh, what would you AI? Oh, I, I lost mine too. Yeah. Her, iRobot, Ex Machina. Mm, no, it was like how you would leverage AI. Like, what would you be excited? Uh, maybe it was something like, what would you do if I gave you an autonomous robot? And it didn't look like a human. It was uh, four feet tall. It could walk at seven miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And it would break apart if it tried to, you know, like get a knife and kill you or whatever. Like it's been materially, sciencely proven to be harmless. Yeah. Um, would I do that? What? No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, and so you know it's like, not going to kill you. I don't know. I have it it could always house? take a knife and fucking kill you. Yeah, I'm just Cleaning saying, like, and whatever. what would you do with Organizing. 50 of those? Oh, what would I do with 50 of those? They're four I'm feet give tall? You 50. Well, whatever. Like, whatever the best height is. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like you'd want uh, a lot of, yeah, units that you could get into a lot of places. But Yeah, I think I'd, I'd just... Uh, Whatever I was working on, I would just um, use them as tools, right? Yeah. So, right. you know, um, hmm, there, there's all kinds of things they could do. They could drive me, right? Well, yeah, but first of all, like all of your, are you going to do any of your housework anymore? Do you do any of that? That's just gone. But what about, don't you uh, take some satisfaction in cleaning and organizing and... I take a lot Some. of satisfaction in it, and if I could, in the blink of an eye, 
get rid of a sink of dishes i yeah. will every time yeah, i think that's true i think so too yeah, yeah you know i mean yeah that would be really some some kind of interesting move if i saw a sink full of dishes and knew that i had the instant capability to get rid of them without washing them yeah you're gonna choose uh every time every time so yeah but that's just one thing it can go to the grocery store it can prepare all of your dinner it mm -hmm. could prepare food for 20 people mm -hmm. it could prepare for the yeah, anyway whatever mm -hmm. and what could you think of like it's anything oh i would have it help me like like build a garden if i had a house that'd be cool you know oh yeah like a really nice build garden and run and maintain and a garden, garden yeah and your own produce yeah with like yeah perfect yeah weeding, man just perfect yeah exactly landscaping and all that oh um, yeah landscaping yeah right yeah that's a big yeah. one but the ma maintenance yard work too yeah you know um i would they're have making them. it with five fingers yeah i would have them oh they're gonna be so mad when they watch this <laughs> dude they elon musk <laughs> says it has to be able to run a power drill to be good yeah, like it has to be able to pick it up and run it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very precise. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you know, drill a hole in a wall. But doesn't it make you feel like if you have what we have already with GPT, then you give a, a couple of more years and iteration on that uh, platform, on the body. And when it... um can navigate itself from all of the self-driving tech that Tesla is building mm -hmm. and you can speak to it just like a person mm -hmm. that's pretty close to an autonomous bot that would be worth a couple hundred bucks a month probably mm -hmm. and but like eventually it'd be free because you know like these it's things, everywhere yeah yeah like the more you do something the cheaper it is to produce and so like mm -hmm. we'll just make 10 million of those bots for real 10 bit 10 billion 10 billion of those I don't, and then there's going to be an infinite economy yeah because everyone <laughs> is going to have i'm going to make pyramids that's going to be my thing i'm just oh, going to go build gonna pyramids. Make and sell pyramids no no like i'm going to make you're bigger gonna create, ones than they made in egypt you're going to create one of those uh like pyramid manufactured pyramid companies that like literally are driving my ai bots to stack up yeah. rocks that are bigger and better than the egyptian pyramids i don't know where but Whoa. somewhere on earth why not right all they need is to recharge from the sunlight you know buy them a couple of hammers get them get them working as long as they don't get smart enough to <laughs> no i don't know what, what i'm gonna doing. do i don't know what i i i, I don't know why, why i have that I as my answer how about this for this guy i'll have him dig a hole <laughs> i have an encyclopedic knowledge I'll have of all of his history i'll have him dig a hole yeah. of you know whatever i'll just have him do uh, a lot of landscaping. You could have them build like a whole town. Right. Anything. Yeah. Anything. You could talk about building schools in Africa or whatever. Yeah. Like you could yeah. build some fucking schools. All That'd be like a summer. Africa build instantly. all of them in a summer. I'd clean the waterways. Now, this isn't ever going to be instant, but like I do think this stuff is going to be real in the fullness of time, in mm -hmm. our lifetime, mm -hmm. actually. Which yeah. is what's so crazy. Yeah. And the question is, is it three years? Is it 10 years? I don't I think don't it's three years. It, yeah. 
No, I don't think so either. I think I it's think probably closer to a 10. year. No, no, for these fully autonomous bodies oh, to be. Oh, those? Yeah. Oh, that I don't know. Definitely within the next 10 years, right? It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can see, if you can talk to them, if they can do tasks, mm-hmm. and they have an autonomous humanoid body that can do anything a human can, mm-hmm. tool-wise, then uh, you can put those guys to work and build some shit. What do you think Automate, of these? Just mm-hmm. do things. What do you think of these robot dog cop uh, cop dogs? Why did they got to be dogs? But probably a good shape, actually. Quadruped makes sense. Yeah. Dog or drone. Yeah. Probably two. Right. Land and air. <laughs> You're not scared of those things? I think uh, police enforcement through automated machines is like inevitable. That sounds like a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah. But everyone just, crime goes to zero. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you do it? So, like, if everyone has a drone that can, like, go and see every crime happening and report it in real time, how does anyone do a crime? I don't know, but humans are are pretty, um, pretty crafty at committing crimes. Yeah, that's, but... It, that's kind of the nature of crime. You find, you know, ways to manipulate flaws. Yeah that most people aren't seeing. A lot of crime is that anyway. Yeah. When you get outside of just violent or whatever, you know, acts of just insanity and stuff. When you get to like thought out crime. Yeah, there's always gonna be criminals. Yeah, it's just finding that are exploiting and yep, exactly. um Yeah, totally. That's always gonna exist. But uh they're gonna have to get way, way, way more crafty. And I think that a lot of people will be dissuaded just by the fact that it's harder to get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that'll solve a lot of crime. That's very like socially minded. That's a very socially minded thought. I, That's, I, I don't know. know what's gonna happen at all, but if I can see anything, it's gonna be like the cost of intelligent labor goes to like zero over the course of a few decades and everyone has like a a higher than average IQ freaking autonomous. I don't know, like how many AIs as many as you need. And it's not even about like how they're like embodied and can like go do things in the real world. Mm -hmm. Just even having them on your computer and in your headphones wired into your house, in your car, everywhere around, it's going to make people ultra productive in a way that is going to create a ton of industry. And I think that's going to create a ton of new science and research and, of course, um, art and music and whatever um, people make. And that's going to be crazy. Yeah. The one big brain. Yeah, we'll see if it happens. All right, dude, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we, we did a lot of big brain shit, I guess. Uh, anyone nice who stuck here. with us, that is yeah. a fucking patron. A Thank you for hanging out. Beast of uh, a podcast. Michael Malamud, where can people find you? Um, find me on Instagram uh, at Michael Falamud. 
Uh, Is there an F in there? A podcast. It's unsettling in with Michael Malamud. Thank you for listening to that. If you if you listen to that, and that's it. Dude, thanks for coming out. Yeah, thank okay. you for having me. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Bye bye.